meet me in the good word of God today. We're going to start in Luke chapter 4. I want you to see a verse. In verse 5, I want you to consider what the devil said to Jesus during the temptation experience. Very interesting. Now, in light of this verse, we are going to receive the tithes and offerings. But before we bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord, I want you to have insight into God's plan for your finances. Praise God. This would be Luke chapter 4, verse 5. Then the devil, taking him, him of course being Jesus, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time all the kingdoms of Asia, all the kingdoms of the continent of Europe, all the places of the world where there's people groups and gatherings and populations and the, the wealth that would be represented by these various kingdoms of the world. It was revealed to the Lord Jesus in this experience of the temptation being placed before him which we see in verse six. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory. Now he's referring to a deal that he is offering to Jesus of being able to give him the authority and the glory of the kingdoms of the earth. He said, for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Well, the devil said, this has been delivered to me, the authority, the glory of the kingdoms. Well, how and when was it delivered to Satan? Because if it had not, Jesus would have said, hey, you're a liar you know, this stuff is not really yours. You're just trying to, you know, you know, bluff me out or you're trying to lie to me. But the devil did have the ability to cash that check. He did have the ability to fulfill that promise in a very twisted and deviant way. But he, he says, I can give it to whomever I want. And so there is a glory that is in the world in the form of wealth. And he's basically saying, I can give that to you, Jesus, if you'll just bow down, you fall down before me and worship me, all will be yours. I'm going to let you rule beneath me. I'll be the king. You rule beneath me and I'll govern the planet and you can be my prophet and uh, we can have a good operation. I'm willing to share that which is under my authority And of course, the Lord did not go for that one bit. Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. But the fact of the matter, my friends, is that one of the representations of the glory is wealth. After all, heaven has streets made of what? Pure gold. And you have entrance gates that are made of pearl. You have foundations that are made of diamonds, rubies, sapphires, all forms of precious stones. Heaven, in a way, is the ultimate opulent uh, place 
this is wealth beyond your wildest imagination. Well, here on the earth, you still see a form of glory that is in wealth. Praise the Lord. So you don't have to sell your soul to the devil to prosper financially. You know, it wasn't that long ago. You could go back 40, 50 years in church history. We're still talking modern times. And there was a predominant theology that if you had wealth, it was wrong because wealth was somehow inherently evil because wealth would be associated with what many of the sinners had. And my friends, the thing is, though, there have been people that have compromised values. They have, they have broken the law. Others have uh, done other things to acquire wealth. And some have also achieved it through good means and good measure. But when you look at something nice, whether it's a very nice home or a brand new vehicle, there's an element of glory on that. Oh, praise the Lord, there is. That's part of the temptation. I mean, Jesus didn't stay back, uh, just stand back and say, oh, devil, this is a lie. There's no glory on these things. Well, there is. Praise God. Every nation has glory. Every, uh, every large city. Well, why do people want to visit New York? Why do so many tourists go to New York? It's, well, there's a lot of sin. And when you go to Times Square, you know, and you can smell the, uh, uh, the strain on the sewer system. But at the same time, look at all the skyscrapers in Manhattan. It's nice. You know, there, there's glory there. You can tell, hey, there's a lot of money here. And not only that, here in Charlotte, just a few miles south from us, only 15 minutes away, uh, there's there's uh, all the skyscrapers in Charlotte. Now, the second most powerful um, economic center in America, behind New York City only. Uh, you could walk the streets of Charlotte, and you go, wow, there's some there's some glory here in Charlotte. There's uh, Charlotte's doing pretty good. I have to be honest. You know, I used to live in Southern California, and uh, people talk about L.A. and uh, and people talk about Dallas or other cities, but Charlotte can hold its own with just about anybody. There's a lot of money in Charlotte. Praise the Lord. And, and you see, you see the glory of it in these beautiful buildings that are being built, all the luxurious uh, homes, apartments, condos, uh, townhomes, uh, new skyscrapers going up. It's very, very nice. What is that? It's a, it, it's a form of glory demonstrated through wealth. I believe that because of what Jesus has done of defeating Satan at Calvary, I believe that God has made a way through his son Jesus for you to walk in financial glory. I, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that, that as you worship the Lord, and you serve no other gods but the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. That God has a path for you to come into financial blessing. Yes. I even believe into a place where there's glory on your finances. Hallelujah. Praise God. How about that? The dominion that Adam lost in the garden through sin, the Lord has restored that dominion back to his people. That's you and I. Those are the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those washed with the blood of the lamb. After all, God never made it for the sinners. God never put earth, God never put gold in the earth, platinum in the earth for sinners. You, you, you understand that 
go a couple thousand years into the future, there will be no sinners on the planet at all. It will all be wrapped up then. We will have moved into a different dispensation of time. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a completely different kingdom where the kingdom of God rules over all. And there will be no sinners on the planet. Who did God make all this stuff for? His people. That's the long-term outlook. It's for you. And I believe that God wants you to have financial dominion. I, I'm not saying that you're going to be a billionaire. I'm not saying that uh, you're going to own, you know, a hundred thousand acres, but I am saying that in your own sphere of influence, in your own uh, territory that you take by faith, that you can dominate in your area. You can have dominion. Praise the Lord. Bills paid on time, getting all your debts paid off. Hallelujah. Uh, glory on your finances. If you see something you, uh, uh, and you want it and it's a good thing, you, well, you just go buy it. What is that? That's, that's a form of glory expressed through wealth. Wealth originates from God. Wealth is not the devil's idea. Uh, wealth is God's idea. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So my friends, today, as you bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God, I want you to see the glory of the Lord touching your finances. Now by faith, you're, go you're going to have to do this. You may look at your financial picture, your financial portfolio, and you may say, Pastor Stephen, I don't have a portfolio. I've got a, I've got a scrap scrapbook of a mess. Well, you have to look by faith. And even if things are good by faith, you can look and believe that God will touch it and make it even better. So the blessings of God, they flow out of your obedience. The Lord said the tithe belongs to me. So we're going to honor the Lord. We're going to give him the tithe. Now the tithe is not uh, like a tie. We're not like tying our shoestrings. That's not what we're talking about. T-I-T-H-E. It basically means one-tenth. The Lord says one-tenth belongs to me. That's what he said. He said it's his. And tithing is covered in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 7, and so forth in more detail. But my friends, let's honor the Lord with our tithes and offerings, and let's believe the Lord to touch our finances with glory. Do you know there's glory in a healthy body? Absolutely, there, there's glory. It says in the Bible that, that uh, in the book of Proverbs, that a young man's strength is glory. When you see a, a, a young person in, in their prime of their athleticism, maybe in their, the, their early 20s or something like that, and you see just a, an, a phenomenal shape, somebody that looks like they've been carved out of granite, there's an element of glory. You're like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Praise the Lord. Not, nothing sinful or wrong about it, but there can be glory on your health. There can be vitality in your body. Praise the Lord. I believe God wants you to live a long life and a healthy life. Say yes. Praise God. We come into these things through faith. We experience the glory of God through faith. So now as you prepare to bring in the tithes and offerings into, this, into the storehouse of God, picture, envision your finances having the glory of God resting on them. Your possessions representing the glory of God. Praise God. Remember, the devil said to Jesus, all this authority I will give you and their glory, 
the glory of the kingdoms of the world. I'll, Jesus, I'll give you all of this if you'll bow down before me right now. Kneel down right here and worship me. I'll, I'll make sure that you get a big slice of it. Oh, the Lord rebuked him and said, no way, absolutely not. And see, you don't have to, you don't have to serve the devil. You don't have to lie and cheat and steal and compromise and uh, do all kinds of crazy things. Praise God. You can follow the word of God, live right, live a good life, and let the blessing of the Lord come on you. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Oh, hallelujah. We don't apologize for what's in the powerful, eternal word of God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I disagree with that. Well, the disagreeers will be long gone, and the word of God will still be true, still standing here, because the word of God abides forever. Praise the Lord. Again, one more time, as you're preparing your giving, see God touching your finances See the glory of God coming upon your finances. What is the glory of the Lord? We're going to talk about that today. The glory of the Lord is an aspect of his beauty. There's something where you catch a glimpse of his beauty and you say, that's the glory of the Lord. You somehow see his majesty and you realize that's the glory of the Lord. I want to see God's glory touch your finances. Hallelujah. Pastor Stephen, that's not important to me. What's important is saving souls. Oh, well, uh, you know, how, how we're going to preach the gospel without any money. I mean, e even if you do it the most economical way, you walk out and you stand up on a stump from a tree that got cut down and you stand up there on that stump and just preach for free. Are you going to do it with no clothes on? Well, no, Pastor Stephen. Well, you're going to have to buy some clothes. Okay. Are you going to, are you going to, uh, you know, you're going to use a loudspeaker? Well, no, of course not, Pastor Stephen. Well, what if, what if 300 people show up? What if 1,000 people show up? You're going to have to have some kind of PA system, public address system. So th this world revolves around uh, the use of money. And since you need it, and you're willing to use it for a good purpose, to take care of the things that you need in the life, to be a blessing to others, very importantly, to further the kingdom of God. After all, somebody brought the gospel to you. Aren't you glad that you're saved today? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes, I was saved in church, but somebody paid for that church building. That preacher stood there and preached behind that pulpit, and I heard everything he said because he had a very good public address system. There was a nice microphone. Somebody paid for the electricity to make that microphone have power. Somebody paid uh, for the pew and the comfortable upholstery that I was sitting on. Somebody paid for all of that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need to be blessed financially. Are you ready to see God's glory on your finances? How about that? Such glory that when my wife and I lead a tour to Israel, you can come. Pastor Stephen, I've got the money. I'm coming. Praise God. Number one reason people can't come, they don't have the money. Oh, yes, people still come, but more would like to. How about the glory of God on your finances so you can come to Israel? How about this? The glory of God on your finances so you can come to Israel and go shopping in the Holy Land. Woo! Hallelujah. Double blessing. Well, whatever your heart's desire might be, God can help you reach it through his financial glory. Father, right now, as your people are bringing in the tithes and offerings into your storehouse, 
Father, bless them. Touch their finances with your golden glory. Father, thank you. Touch their finances in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Mighty increase coming to you. Believe, receive the glory of God upon your finances. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm, I just want to see a glory cloud. I want to see gold dust come down and, and just coat my hair gold. Oh, that's nice. What are you going to do on the next day, though, when you have to pay your bills? Hmm? Do, you see, do you see dollar bills floating down from heaven? Hundred dollar bills, wouldn't that be nice if God sitting down in the glory meetings when the glory dust and the glory cloud appears and the smoke appears? Wouldn't it be nice if hundred dollar bills started falling down from heaven? Oh, but then the U.S. government would get upset and they would blame God for counterfeiting. And then, you know, so of course we know that God doesn't counterfeit. Praise God. Hallelujah. My friends, you don't need the money to come down like that. God doesn't do it like that. God touches you right where you're at. He'll, he'll, he'll just touch your work. He'll touch you with the anointing. And things can even come in through sources outside of your known sources of income. Yes, the glory, the glory. You know, Pastor Jack Hayford, who pastors Church on the Way in uh, California, Van Nuys, California, talked about the time when he was pastoring uh, a very small congregation and on Saturday, while getting ready for the Sunday message, he was studying in his little office den. And he had opened his Bible, and his, his Bible was completely covered with gold dust. And the Lord says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin to move in the service tomorrow. Well, from that point on, when the glory came, the church began to experience accelerated growth and the workers that were needed came in those for the helps ministry that were needed came in uh, givers came in and just people began to come in praise the Lord see the glory can touch the financial glory can touch you it can touch you in one night in one day and things just begin to change praise the Lord are you ready are you ready now you're gonna have to take it by faith praise God don't wait for a feeling don't wait for an angel feather to tickle you on the ear. Take this by faith. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for financial glory coming upon our finances in Jesus' name. Bless your people. Amen. If you're mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, 28. If you want to bring your tithes and offerings in online, please visit the ministry website, www.stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can go there right now and bring them in day or night. It's always available and open for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My friends, let's talk more today about the glory of God. Woo! See His glory. Yes, experience the glory and understand what to do with it. Understand how to react to it and what the purpose was for it. Ooh, I'm so excited. Let's go today to Exodus chapter 13. Exodus 13, Lord, we praise you today. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would quicken your word, making it alive unto our understanding. 
we can take it and apply it to our lives today and onward in Jesus name. We say, amen. Praise the Lord. Exodus 13 verse 20. So they took their journey from Succoth and came uh, and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud. So the Lord was in the pillar of cloud to lead the way. Well, that's nice. Out in the desert, blistering heat, blazing sun. Oh, how about that? We've got a nice cloud. We've got cloud coverage and we don't have to get sunburned. We don't have to uh, faint and pass out from the horrible heat. They had air conditioning. Praise the Lord. Isn't God so wonderful and kind? And he's leading them. He's leading them. He's in the cloud. So by daytime, Lord, where are we going? Just follow me. So you follow the cloud. And in a sense, you are following the Lord. Kind of hard to miss a big giant cloud that could cover 3 million people at one time. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way. And by night, how about some walking by night? Sometimes you have to move by night. Pastor Stephen, I need my beauty sleep. Well, if the fire is moving, we need to pack up and get moving, or we're going to get stranded out in this desert, and there's snakes and scorpions and a lot of creepy critters out here. Let's stay close to the fire. So uh, there was the pillar of fire at night to give them light so as to go by day and night. Oh, now we're mobile. We're multidimensional. We can move day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. I want you to think about this miracle of glory manifestation, something that you could see with your own eyes. I don't know. Maybe if you had a stick long enough at nighttime, you could do a weenie roast. You could get a hot dog and you could stick it on, on a stick that's 300 feet long and just stick it up. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the fire would cook your hot dog. I, I, I don't know. But my friends, it was there, physically visible, not something that only the prophets could see, not something that's spiritual that you can't experience unless you go into discerning of spirits. No, no, it's just simple as look, there it is, and it won't go away. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a manifestation of the glory. I don't think we should ever get tired of the glory. I, I know we say that we never would, but at the same time, when you're in the thick of it and it's going on uh, constantly and regularly, you really do have to always cherish it and value it and understand the overall purpose for it. Praise the Lord. So you... You can see the cloud, you can see the fire, and you could still do the same thing the Israelites did. Right in the middle of manifested glory, you can flat out just doubt God. You can be in glory manifestations where things are happening that other generations would look at and say, that's incredible, that's awesome. To be in a meeting like that must have been mind-boggling. And you could be right in the middle of a meeting like that and still struggle and doubt and choose not to believe. You could be in the middle of the glories manifesting and still grumble, still not be happy. It's amazing. Praise the Lord. My friends, the, 
the Lord wants you to understand the balance of the glory. Hallelujah. I want, I want us to talk a little bit more about this today. God can lead through external guidance, but not often. In the Old Testament, he had to do a lot more of that. Why? Because they weren't saved. <laughs> that's, that's really why. Pastor Stephen, I want their experience. Really? They weren't even born again. They, they, have a, they had a covenant with God, but they were spiritually dead. They, they loved the Lord, but they were not, as we know, born again. Wow. And so, because of the dullness, because of such a uh, thick veil of stubbornness and humanity that made it hard to follow and obey, the Lord at times would give them tremendous outward guidance. But for the New Testament believer, the primary guidance now is inward through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Stephen, I'd like a cloud of, uh, cloud to lead me by the day, and a, I'd like to follow the fire by night. No, you don't, you don't need that. You, you don't need that anymore. No, I do, Pastor Stephen. No, you don't. God lives on the inside of you. That's better than a cloud or a fire. He lives on the inside of you, and he'll talk to you lead you and guide you in every aspect of your life. Praise the Lord. My friends, even in the midst of beautiful glory manifestations, you must never skip over something that's very important that we're going to get to in just a minute. Remember, the glory can be exhilarating. I mean, the glory will touch you in a way that's beyond anything cerebral or intellectual or even soulish. I mean, the, the glory is not like a good movie. And I, I've seen some good movies. You walk out of the movie and you feel good. Yeah, you feel, you feel happy. But the, no, this is on a totally different level. This, this is even, not even on a different level, really. This is actually in a completely different dimension. In the glory, you can feel so ecstatically happy with joy. You can just laugh and laugh and laugh, sometimes cry, because there's, there's healing even through crying. Uh, sometimes when the glory comes, people laugh uncontrollably. Sometimes when the glory comes, people, people weep because God's healing them. Sometimes also, of course, people are weeping because they're, they're in sorrow because of their, their sins and uh, because they, have, they haven't confessed it. And now here's the Lord in their midst. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's all coming out on the carpet, so to speak. But other times it's just people weeping because of God's presence, weeping because of his love, or laughing uncontrollably because of the joy unspeakable. Praise God. But the glory, and this is what I need to say today, and I believe, I believe this will help you for what you're stepping into. The glory still does not exempt you from using your faith. God did not intend it to replace your faith. Pastor Stephen, I got so whacked in the spirit last night. Woo, I'm never going to come down. No, you'll come down. Even if you get whacked again the next night, even if God touches you with such power that you shake and vibrate under the power for three days, if you go into a vision for four days, you're still eventually going to come out of the vision and you're going to have to live your life by faith. God, God never meant for the glory to be a substitute for believing him. Because remember, you could be like the Israelites where you could see the glory on regular occurrences 
and still turn right around and doubt and mumble and grumble and complain and, and not believe that God's able to get you into the promised land. Praise the Lord. Oh, oh, you're going to see the glory. I'm not saying that. You're going to see the glory. But remember that when your time of visitation comes, that this does not somehow mean that you, you don't need your faith anymore. As long as you're on this planet, until the Lord takes you and I home to be with him in heaven, you're going to need faith and you're going to need it every single day of your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I was in a meeting one time in Northern India and in that, in one of these services, the glory of God just fell. I mean, it, it fell out of nowhere. We, we were all standing up, maybe about 500 of us, maybe, oh, 600. We're all standing up and I was, all, I was on the front row because I was one of the speakers in the conference and we're all standing up and the spirit just came down suddenly on every single person in the meeting and we all got soaked by a heavenly supernatural golden rain. You felt wet. Now, when, after it ended and lifted, I kept checking my clothes because I was, I was sure my clothes would be soaking wet, but they were completely dry. It was a spiritual rain, but it was so phenomenal. And you could see it, golden drops coming down. And it's, it was an... I, I won't say uncontrollable. It seems like it. You could control it. You could shut it off if you wanted to, but who in the world would? But it was like a spontaneous, uncontrollable type of laughter. You would just start laughing. And I just started laughing. I looked at the person next to me. He's laughing. Look at the person on the other side. He's laughing, just laughing, laughing, la hilarious, hilarious, laughing and healing and happiness and God touching you in a way that only he can. Only God can do stuff like that. And it, it just fell and it fell like in a torrent. And it just, it was just awesome. You could lift your face up to it and it just splash all over your face. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Well, Pastor Stephen, you must have been so touched by that, that for the rest of your life, you just float, you just float six, six inches off the floor. <laughs> You may think you will, and for a while you may, you may, but you're still going to have to face life. And even Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration and the three apostles with him, they still had to come down off that mountain. And the moment they came off that mountain, who's waiting there to meet them? A man with his demon possessed child. See, you have the glory experiences so that you have joy, refreshing, and happiness, and vibrant faith to continue to walk on and to please God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even in the midst of the golden glory, I've also seen the glory in other colors. One time I was taken to heaven, and I saw the glory of God before the throne room, and it was orange ribbons. Orange, sometimes like a real bright metallic red, but a whole lot of orange, just swirling. The colors were really even swirling around me. It looked like the colors were alive, and even like dancing and twirling around me and stuff like that. I I'm talking levels of glory that uh, are even hard to express in human words. 
But my friends, the glory, the glory is beautiful. The glory is an aspect of the beauty of God. There's things that are not only miraculous, there's things that are even natural that sometimes can suddenly come forth and you just think that is absolutely beautiful. I remember one time that I was in a remote area of Nevada. I had traveled out with the company that I worked for and we decided to go on like a like a camping trip. So the CEO came, the vice president came, and myself and we got a motorhome we rented a motorhome and we, uh, we we were you know we had a motorhome company and so we just took one of these motorhomes and drove out to a remote area uh, with mountains and cliffs and uh, barrenness nobody out there very very quiet very very beautiful and both of these guys were absolute total sinners uh, they were respectful about God but they didn't believe in God or anything like that but they loved they loved my stories they loved hearing me talk and um, you know I I'd, I'd just talked their ear off because that would keep the conversation uh, wholesome and so forth because they were just total sinners but I remember when I was trying to explain to them about the Lord, the majesty of God, and the goodness of God. While we were sitting in this remote, isolated place with a jagged, uh, like 2,000 foot cliff that rose straight up before us, sat back a little bit. While we were talking, suddenly the CEO looked up and said, Oh my God! And looked up, and I, I, th- I thought, what in the world? I looked up, and there was this massive, majestic ram with huge horns coming up and going back. I mean, it was, it was breathtaking. And I said, guys, I said, that's the glory of God. God made that animal. And you can only imagine what God is like when you see something like that. <laughs> they, didn't know what, they didn't know what to say. They were just like, they were the absolutely speechless. And this creature disappeared and stood right on the edge of that precipice, massive chest and neck. And I mean, it, it was, it was glorious. And, uh, and that guy said, Oh my God, that's what came out of his mouth. Breathtaking the glory. It, it's an aspect of God's beauty. Mm, something that touches you deeply. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But as believers, even in the glory, you're going to have to walk in faith. Because the promises of God, your destiny is accessed through your faith in the word. And you're not going to get any other ticket that's going to get you there except through faith. Praise the Lord. The glory will inspire you. The glory will bless you and say, I'm going on with God. After having seen that, I'm going to go on with God. But my friends, you go on with faith. You go on in faith. Do not try to substitute the glory for what only faith can do. Oh, the glory is, is wonderful. It, it's, uh, it's a whole subject unto itself. But you need your faith for daily living. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, there was another night when I was ministering uh, in that meeting there in northern India. And when I, when I was preaching, in the middle of my message, the Holy Spirit fell, and He fell in power. And I kept trying to preach until it got to the point where it's just uh, my, my translator completely lost him. And he's very um, uh, reserved, dignified, stoic would be a good word. And he began to laugh 
uncontrollably. And the more he yielded to the Holy Spirit, the more he lost it. And he just completely lost it. And see, this is not his, how can we say his character? But God touched him in such a mighty way. The Holy Spirit fell on him. He, be, he began to laugh uncontrollably. So I'm like, well, I can't, I can't really preach. Half the people aren't, aren't going to even understand what I'm saying. And it was interesting because the moment the Spirit fell on him, he also fell on a lady on the front row who was a mighty intercessor. And she began to weep uncontrollably because she was being touched by God. So there's laughter going on. There is weeping going on. And then he fell on everybody again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just, and then it was just, uh, I stopped preaching and just started laying hands on people. It was remarkable what God did. And I, you know, the service I think started at seven o'clock and it, it didn't end till three o'clock in the morning. And uh, even, even when I laid down in my hotel bed around uh, sometime after midnight, I could steer, I could still hear people from my hotel all the way over to the conference center. I could still hear people groaning and crying out in the spirit. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the mornings, people still being touched by God. I, I, I gave up around midnight and just went back, but they were having to carry the people back. Uh, it was quite awkward because a lot of the adults who were there, who were there primarily to assist with the younger people who were being greatly touched by God, well, all the adults had fallen out. So now there's nobody to take the young people home. So the young people are trying to pick up the adults and somehow get them into taxis. Or <laughs> it was just, it was the funniest thing. Uh, the host said, said, Stephen, that was the most drunken service I've ever seen in my life where people were so out of it that it did look like people were absolutely, totally drunk out of their skull, as they say in secular terminology, but it was so holy it was so pure. There were people laid out on the floor. There were people being touched mightily by God, being delivered. People, uh, evil spirits were coming out of people. Uh, it was a very, very powerful service. Glory to the Lord. Oh, that's wonderful, Pastor Stephen. Pastor Stephen, I'll tell you what, after a meeting like that, I imagine for the next month, you could hardly touch the ground. No, I could touch it. The, I could touch it the next morning because when the next morning comes, it, you, you have to start a new day. You, 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 can't, you ride on the joy of those moments. They touch you deeply, but oh, each day you've got to get up and get your daily bread. Each day you need faith for the new day. You can't live on yesterday's victories. Yes, you can meditate on them and think of the great wonders of God and share them with others. It builds up faith in others, just like reading the stories of old help us. But my friends, you're going to have to get your daily bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The just shall live by faith. You can't, you can't live by the glory. Just let the glory come as God brings it forth. But you live by faith, and God will bring forth His glory. Enjoy it. When it's there, I mean, jump in and have a great time. But, but it doesn't exempt you from uh, somehow pulling back on faith. If you pull back from faith in believing the promises of God, then you are impeding your spiritual growth. Because there are some things that only trust in the Word can do. Prayer, and we're, in, we're into prayer in this ministry. Even right now, we're uh, right at the two-week uh, point of a 40-day prayer challenge here at the beginning of the year. So uh, we're heavy on prayer. But my friends, when you pray, don't ever forget, you have to pray in faith. Uh, 
you you have to pray. I understand sometimes when you're talking to the Lord and you're praying, you're asking for something, you know, you can be honest and you can say, hey, Lord, you know, I've talked with you about this before and I, I don't know if I should ask again, but, or have I asked too many times, but nevertheless, Lord, I'm just trying to work all this out with you in my prayer time. But Lord, what I just want you to know, I talked about it last week, but Lord, I'm bringing it before you again, but Lord, I'm bringing it before you in, in faith. I was in faith last week when I talked to you about it and I'm back today or I was, I was in faith yesterday and I'm back again today and I'm talking to you about it again. Father, I believe you can do this. Father, I'm in faith. Hallelujah. You don't want to just pray from a perspective of, you know, like unbelief. When you pray, talk to the Lord about his word. Yes, intercede, petitions, asking and things like that, but also just talk to the Lord. Prayer. You know, if you have a strong prayer life and you have length and depth in your prayer life, you'll cover your request eventually. And you'll find out you'll get to a place. Uh, I've already asked God for every single thing I could possibly think to ask him for. What do I do now? Fellowship. Talk to the Lord. Hey, Lord, you said this in your word. You know, Lord, I really believe you can do that. Lord, see, see God, through the prophet Isaiah, told his people, remind me, put me in remembrance. See, God likes, God likes for you to quote him. God likes for you to say, Lord, this is what you said. Lord, I'm holding you to that. I really believe you can do it. Lord, I believe you can do it in my life. I believe you're going to. And Lord, I'm here again before you in prayer, and I'm asking you to do it. Praise God. See, the just shall live by faith. When you live by faith, you see the glory. You see the glory in your body, manifested in health. You see the glory on your finances, having the ability to have extra, more than enough, walking in prosperity to be a blessing to others and a blessing to the kingdom of God. You see the glory manifesting in signs and wonders and miracles. Praise the Lord. If you ever want to see the glory evaporate, get in unbelief. Now, I'm not saying do that, but that's, that is a key, uh, thing that would undermine the glory. I've had times I've been in the middle of a vision and I've been tempted to pull out things, uh, things tried to distract me, natural mind, you know, stuff like that. But oh, you must stand in faith, lean in, hold on with faith. And then you'll go into the fullness of that experience. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you're about to go in, sometimes the enemy can somehow sense that he'll try to distract you do something to try to pull you out of the spirit, get you back over into the natural. But by faith, you go in. Praise the Lord. All of the promises of God are accessed through faith. Praise the Lord today. Glory to God. Glory to God. I, uh, I was in a meeting one time. This was a different meeting. And the glory of God came in when I was ministering into this church and very unusual miracles, the uh, types of miracles that um, some of them I've never heard of uh, even happening before. I'm sure they have because it's a big planet. But some of the stuff is the stuff that um, it's not your normal type of manifestations of glory. Uh, very unusual things were taking place, very holy, very, very sacred, and uh, extremely supernatural as well. And I remember that in this service, the pastor was, he was deeply touched by God. He could hardly talk. And there were two speakers, myself and another speaker. This other speaker was from a a country in Africa. And when these miracles began to come forth, 
after the service, he was so touched when he saw what had happened. He told all the people, he said, in my nation, we see great miracles. And he said, what took place today in this man's ministry, referring to me, he said, these are valid, genuine miracles straight from God. Now, I, I, I didn't need an endorsement. I, I, it's not like, you know, I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. No, I knew, I knew they were from the Lord. I, I, know, I know how the Lord works. But what he was trying to say is that this is very, very beautiful and powerful, how the glory of God is coming forth in such a wonderful, wonderful way. Now, this was a pastor that had a church of 12 people. And through the glory of God touching his ministry, his church went from 12 people to over 10,000 people in, in three years. In three years, he went from 12 people to over 10,000 members. So what he was saying, he's saying, I've seen the glory. This is the glory manifesting in this meeting today. And we thank God for the servant who is here, here is referring to me. Praise God. It's very, very interesting. Hallelujah. But see, my friends, you would think, oh, Pastor Stephen, that's so glorious. What took place in that meeting must have been so wonderful. It must have carried you for three months. The very next day, after the meeting was over, I have to go meet the treasurer of the church to receive the offering. How about that? The day before, the whole church touched by the glory of God, visibly see the glory manifest in unexplainable, miraculous ways right before their eyes. And the very next day, the treasurer who saw everything before the next day is writing me a check for the offering and he doesn't want to give it to me. He just, he's just not, he's not too into Stephen Brooks for whatever reason. I have no idea why it, kind of reminds me of Jesus. Jesus said they hated me without a cause. Not everybody thinks for some strange reason. It's great. Remember the Israelites saw the glory and some of them just went right on about their way. So what do you do in cases like that? You walk by faith. Hallelujah. And I just smiled and I was nice to him and he gave me the full offering, but he didn't want to. And he didn't smile. He frowned and snarled at me when he gave it to me. And he was in the meeting and saw the glory of God right before his eyes. It happened. And the very next day, he's right back in the flesh. (laughs) Oh, I hope that pastor got a new treasurer, by the way. Praise God. Wonderful pastor. The treasurer needed, um, uh, he needed to yield to the Holy Spirit. Praise God. But it is what it is. But my friends, that's why you have to live your life by faith, because the glory does not exempt you from living by faith. Oh, the glory will make you ecstatically happy. It will, it will fill your heart with so much joy. You, in, in some ways, you would just be happy to leave the planet, go straight to heaven. I know exactly what that feeling is like. But no, you have to walk by faith. God's got you here. You're going to be here until you live your life out and you're real old, and then you can go to be with the Lord. But till then, every single day, Walk by faith. Enjoy the glory, yes, but walk by faith. Faith in the Word will do what other things can't do. Praise God. Because you can see the glory. You can see miracles. And still not fulfill your destiny. The only thing that will ground you and make you mature is faith in the Word. Praise God. Hold to the Word in storms and trials and good times and wonderful times. 
but hold to the word and believe the word. Walk in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Walk in the spirit. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're going to see the glory. God's glory will touch you and just keep on moving. That's, that's what's, uh, that's one of the main things that's pleasing to the Lord. That's allowing him, giving him a happy heart to grant the manifestation of the glory is your faith is pleasing to him. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Glory to God. Look at this very unusual scripture. Let me give you an example of, of just a little bit about what I've talked about today. Uh, this is Acts chapter 4. Praise the Lord. The Word of God is the only thing that will settle you and mature you. Not seeing an angel. Pastor Stephen, if I could just have a vision and see Jesus eyeball to eyeball the way that you've seen him, I'd never doubt him again for the rest of my life. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You could see Jesus, and if you don't believe, you could doubt him the very next day. You, you could doubt him 20 minutes later after he's left. You must choose to believe. If I just see the glory, I believe. No, you believe, and then you see. You believe, and then you'll see the glory. And after you see the glory, you keep on believing. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. A person sent me an email, Pastor Stephen, do I need to go to the seminary to be, uh, to be anointed and to be a minister? Well, no. And at the same time, Jesus was their instructor. So there does need to be some type of training. Absolutely. You, you need to learn the ropes of ministry, if you feel called, of course, or if, uh, if you just want to serve in the helps ministry and be a blessing. Yes, it, it wouldn't hurt you at all to take some uh, classes at a Bible college or Bible school. A lot of these things can be done online, keeping in mind that it's good to learn knowledge, and some things are better caught than taught. You know what I'm saying? But that does not mean that you don't need teaching. You will need teaching and training. Praise the Lord. And so they, they didn't need that uh, intellectual education and training because Jesus was teaching them. Now, there are others, such as those who have a heart to be translators, interpreters. The, such people do need to learn Greek, and they do need to learn Hebrew, and they do need to get uh, plugged in to heavy academia, and they're going to be on the college campus for years, but because that's God's path for your life, okay? And if you're called the science, medical, um, uh, you know, whatever it might be, engineering and things like that, most likely you're also going to go through a path of education and training. But don't ever forget the role of the Holy Spirit and the education of your inner man. Praise the Lord. And they realized that they had been with Jesus and seeing the man who had been healed. This, now, this was the man who was lame from birth. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. This is the religious leaders. 
They can't say anything against it. Verse 15. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? Now watch this. The religious believers, excuse me, not believers, the religious leaders, the ones who wanted Jesus crucified, the ones that hate him so much that they, they don't even want to speak his name. Look what they say about what just took place. For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Well, you would think that at this point, after this type of conclusion, they would say, you know what? I think we were wrong about Jesus. He's obviously still doing miracles now through his disciples. No, no, they didn't think that. That was not their outcome. But they realized this person who was lame from his mother's womb, we ourselves have walked past that guy every single day on the way to the temple. And now here he is standing up, jumping, praising the Lord. Well, this is a notable miracle and everybody in Jerusalem knows it. And even we ourselves, doubters of Jesus, we, we, we can't say anything about it. We know it's real. Praise God. See, you can see the glory and still, and still pull back. You can see the glory in, um, and just say, well, you know, I, 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 that's just not enough for me. No, no, my friends, you walk by faith. You walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. Your Christian lifestyle is a journey of faith. Praise the Lord. Believe the Lord and you'll see the glory. But don't get caught up in the glory from a perspective where you think that somehow that now that you're having manifestations of the glory, that faith is not really that important. No, you're going to get stranded without your faith. Praise the Lord. You need to believe God. Praise the Lord. For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. They didn't even want to say Jesus. They, they couldn't. They, they were so... Uh, I mean, they were the ones directly uh, responsible for his crucifixion, his murder. So uh, this is very, uh, very troubling to them. Despite having seen a glorious miracle, knowing that it's undeniable, irrefutable, the glory is going to increase in the church. We've got 4K cameras. We've got, we've got, uh, talking about video cameras. We also have cameras for picture taking that have 40 megapixels and up. We got a lot of high def stuff. God is going to reveal his glory. And you may think, wow, if people just see that, oh yeah, they'll, they'll absolutely believe. Many will. But you'll have others who just, for whatever reason, like the religious leaders, or even like many of the Israelites, sadly enough, they just, uh, they saw it and they still, they never, they never stepped into what God had for them. Praise the Lord. But that's not going to be your testimony. You're going to live by faith. You're going to govern your life by the word of God. And you're going to see the glory. But you're going to govern your life by the word of God. Because if you don't govern your life by the word of God and have faith, you can see the glory. Wow, Pastor Stephen, look at that. That's awesome. 
You can see the glory and walk right out and go vote for a politician who kills babies. Isn't that amazing? Wow. we got a lot of baby-killing politicians. I tell you what, there are some politicians, they just, they just, they just love killing babies. They just, they just think it's the greatest thing to pass legisl- legislation uh, to be baby killers. No, I know they call it a fetus, and they, they think it's just a, uh, you, know, inorga- you know, organic mass of material. You, you and I both know it's a baby. It's a child. But wow, we got a lot of uh, baby-killing politicians out there. You can see the glory and just go right out and do that. It, it's amazing. So you, you, you can't govern your life by the glory. It, I love it. And I know it has a, a, a great dimension of taking up space in the kingdom. And I want the glory. But you have to live your life by faith. Faith in what? Faith in the word. What the word says. How the word says that you govern your life. Praise God. Woo! Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can be in a service in the glory, leave that meeting from a glorious experience, having seen miracles right before your eyes, having seen unexplainable supernatural phenomena of the Holy Spirit, leave that service, go out, and four hours later, get in a heated argument with your spouse and be in a storming, raging mood, slam the door, knock things over and stuff like that. Yes. Why? Because the glory is not some type of automatic qualifier for good conduct. Being in the glory can facilitate great change if you yield to the Holy Spirit. But even as you're yielding to the Holy Spirit in the, in, in the glory, it is faith in the word and choosing to live a Christian lifestyle based upon the teachings of the Bible that changes your character and forms the way that your behavior and your conduct turns out. Hallelujah. Pastor Stephen, I want a quick fix. I want to go into a a room full of the glory. And when I come out, I never want to have another struggle the rest of my life with my old flesh. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Now the glory does have a great way of just making the temptations of the enemy and the lure of the world seem absolutely stupid. Praise the Lord. But you're still going to have to walk it out every day. Live for Jesus. Stay prayed up. Pray. Be strong in prayer. And govern your life by faith in God. Faith in God is faith in what He said in the Word and the present Word that He speaks to you on an ongoing basis. Praise the Lord. So you need to have the you need to have the best of both. It's really one, but if you put too much emphasis on 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 like the glory, then you're not going to develop and mature the way God the way that God wants you to. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love I love signs and wonders. I really do. But I've seen I've seen Christians go absolutely bonkers. I mean, I would even say this. I've seen Christians get in the flesh over wanting to see miracles. Yes, I've seen them push and elbow each other, get mad and push each other to get up closer to see a miracle of God. How about that? You get in the flesh in order to see something that's in the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, glory to God. You know, uh, I don't mean to be so raw today. 
It's just that when you see, when you see these things, when you travel the world and, and like myself in meetings on, on a very often and consistent basis, you start to wonder is what people saying is the priority? Is that really the priority? Mm. And then you begin to realize what mature Christianity is to be mature to be strong in the Lord, strong in the Lord. If you see things, that's awesome. And you will see things, but there's something even greater. It's believing God, believing God. Jesus said, blessed, even more blessed are those who have not seen, who have not seen me. That's what he told Thomas, but yet still believe. Praise the Lord. Yes, you're going to, you're going to see things, glorious things, heavenly things. Praise God but you will never be exempt from having to use your faith. Praise God. I know that there's been revivals. There's been movings of the spirit. I, I see people that are, that are very immature in their faith. They hear about a move of God and they want to go there. They think that somehow going there, somehow this will do, it will be like a life transforming experience from now. They can be touched. They can be touched by God. But what a lot of times I see is I see people trying to run away from their problem. They don't want to stay and actually fix the problem. They don't want to deal with their issues. They want to run away and think if I just get in the glory, it's like, it's almost like if I can be honest, it's trying, it's like trying to go to a bar and get drunk so that you can f forget about your marital problems. Just go to the bar, drink a bunch of whiskey and get drunk. And that way you don't have to deal with the fact that you've been uh, laid off from work and you don't have a job. So a lot of people, they try to drown out their misery. And sometimes I, uh, young believers, they try to do that. They run to something thinking, this is what I need because there's glory here. They run there and they may see something. They may see manifestations. Well, then how come they aren't changed? Because they don't really believe. And you have to be strong in the word and believe and just say, you know what? I'm making up my mind. I'm going to start living according to this book and I'm going to believe it. Hallelujah. And I'm going to get my personal life in order and I'm going to get my private life that the public doesn't see. I'm going to get that in order. Hallelujah. And you, you get that in order. You'll see the glory. <laughs> yes. Yes. Put things in order and you'll see the glory. Before the fire fell on the sacrifice that Elijah the prophet set up on Mount Carmel, it says he laid the wood in order. Pastor Stephen, I can't figure out why the fire won't come because your life's all out of order and you're not willing to put it in order. And so you have little glory. You, you, you just catch little things like that. that. That's the love and mercy of God. But if you want that fire to come down and strike and burn in your life, manifestations and glory in your life. Praise the Lord. Then put, put your life in order. Praise God. Not somebody else's life. <laughs> put yours. <laughs> Some people, they're masters at trying to correct others while they, they themselves, uh, it, it's not good. It, it's totally out of whack. Praise God. And that, again, is an escape mechanism. Sometimes the ones that are running all over trying to fix everything else for everybody else, the reason they're doing that is they're trying to run away, again, from their own kooky life that's completely out of order. Praise God. Stay still and put it in order. Remember Romans chapter 12, verse 1, let your life be a living sacrifice, 
on the altar of God. That's the challenge of a living sacrifice. It squirms. It's, it's like, I don't want to get burned alive on this altar. They're going to light me on fire. Yes, that's the challenge to be a living sacrifice and to lay your life down willingly while the flame starts going up. Praise the Lord. That's our reasonable service, according to St. Paul, Romans 12, verse 1. My friends today, I want you to know God wants you to see the glory, and you're going to. But use your faith. Become strong in the Lord. Be, be a mature believer. Be a mature believer. Praise God. Point people to the Word. Point people to the Lord and trust and faith in God. You'll have all the glory you'll, 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 that, that, you could, that you could desire. You'll have all kinds of uh, marvelous manifestations and things like that. I, th I think that most of the manifestations of glory that are talked about and reported, most of these things I've seen over the years in my ministry, in my life, and things like that. And my wife and I, we've been privileged to be around all kinds of stuff, everything from the gemstones to the feathers to the oil to the gold dust to the emerald dust to the, to the shaking to the visions to the uh, to the glory clouds, to the smoke cloud, to the, the I, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And, th and other things that sometimes I don't always talk about because uh, it might stretch people a little too much. I, I, I don't talk about some things. It's just, the only way I would talk about it is that if you were in the meeting with me, and then we could both say, yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. But you have to live by faith because after the glory meeting, guess what? You wake up the next morning. Kids are hungry. Kids got to go to school. Got to get those kids out of bed, feed them. I can't feed them. I'm too drunk from the glory. No, nope, you got to, you still, you can enjoy the glory, enjoy the hangover, but get the kids ready for school. Get them off the school. Oh, you got to go to work. I'm too drunk to go to work, Pastor Stephen. No, just stay happy. Go on, go to work. Be responsible. If a man will not work, neither will he eat. Hallelujah. Pastor Stephen, you're quoting too many scriptures. I don't want to hear them scriptures. Oh, that's how you live your life. You live, you live by faith in the word. Praise God. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. May the Lord have his way. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Are you ready for, I would even call it an invasion of God's glory in your life? The glory of God coming back mightily again into the churches. God's touching churches all over America. God's touching his people all over America. God's touching his people all over the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. God's touching hearts right now. There's a longing in people's hearts to see the glory of the Lord. Praise God. Can I share something with you before I pray for you? This is something that may be, uh, I don't want to say hard to understand, but I want to see if I can word this in a way that you can see what I'm saying. The glory of the Lord is all around you. The glory of the Lord is throughout the earth. And if you could, if you could go into the spirit, you would see the glory all over the place. I remember I talked to a, an apostle, a great man of God. And he said, um, he said, Stephen, he said, there's a pastor friend of mine who's a Nazarene pastor. Okay. So check this out. This is, this is not even Pentecostal. This is not even what we call charismatic. Th these are the Nazarenes. Okay. A mainline denominational church that doesn't really 
believe in what we would call modern day miracles or moving of the spirit. Nevertheless, my friend who's an apostle told me that his friend who is a pastor of a Nazarene church, the pastor led his entire church into a 40 day fast. And by the grace of God, he and the whole church completed. How about that? A Nazarene church. They all did a 40 day fast. And the pastor said that after the 40th day, when the fast was complete, he said he walked out of the church building, building, walked down the steps to the grass. And when he saw the grass, it looked like every blade of grass was alive. It's here's here's the catch. It's always been like that, but he never saw it before. The glory of God is all over, but a lot of times people can't see it. They can't discern it because of so much of, of a tie to the earth, so much focused on the world and the cares of the world that they can't really see the, the glory of God, the beauty, the love of God. It could, it's all around. And if you could just get touched by the spirit, you could see it all over. You could see it. You could see it in animals. Sometimes the way they smile, the way they, they look at you with a look of such love and care. I've even seen my, 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 uh, my dog smile. And you think, is that, is that dog smiling? Yes, that, the, yes the dog is ac- actually smiling. The dog's happy. Oh, oh, Pastor Stephen, dogs can't be happy. They don't smile. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, you, can, you can see the glory everywhere. I'm talking, that Nazarene pastor said, we did not even want to step on the grass because the glory of God was everywhere. It was all over the grass. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was, it was in the song of the birds singing. It was in the beauty of the flower blooming. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God can take you over to the glory and show you the way he sees things from his perspective. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor Stephen, God's done with America. He's going to make sure that it gets nuked and wiped off the face of the earth. Oh, Oh, is that the way God sees it, though, from his perspective? Or is that somebody who's just frustrated and upset? And so they are venting and prophesying out of their soulless realm. Hmm? Praise the Lord. I believe God has a great destiny for this nation. God has got his man in office as the president. And I believe that God wants to do something where the glory begins to touch this nation. The glory begins to awaken the church. And God begins to do, do beautiful things to see that the destiny of this country is fulfilled, to stand with Israel and to be a sender of the gospel throughout the nations of the entire earth. Hallelujah. Oh, not perfect by any means is our country, but God can work through imperfect vessels. Praise God. He has chosen this nation through a covenant act established with the founding fathers to see that this nation be a, be a nation that is responsible for sending the gospel all over the world. Hallelujah. Please lift your hands. Father, I pray for your people today that they see your glory. I pray they see it. I pray that you show them your glory and help them to realize that as they see it, they must stay responsible. As they see it, as they see it, they must also stay grounded. Keep moving forward in faith, staying strong and growing in your word, anchored and mature in your word. Hallelujah. Stalwart Christians. 
Hallelujah. Unmoved by circumstances, unmoved by what they see from the natural perspective. Hallelujah. Father, let them be strong in you and show them your glory. Show them your beauty, your majesty, and bring it into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe if you do this, you'll go far with God. You'll go far with God, and you'll be settled with the Lord as well. Thank you, Father. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Let's take communion today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Let's take communion together as a global church family. And also just as members of the body of Christ who love the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We sanctify it. It's set apart. We thank you that this is now the flesh and blood of Jesus, our Savior. A great mystery. Something that our minds can't understand, but we're not, we're not called to understand it. We're called to believe it. We believe, Father God, that this is the flesh and blood of Jesus. We look at it, we see a little wafer, and we see grape juice. But by faith, we know that it's the body and the blood of our Savior. Father, we receive his body now. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, oh God, for showing us the Lord and his glory. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Father, Jesus said, only believe and you shall see the glory of God. We believe. We believe to see greater manifestations of your glory, greater working of your Holy Spirit in our lives, greater miracles, greater signs and wonders, greater phenomena of your spirit. Father, things that leave us in awe and wonder, we thank you. We thank you, Father God. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Father, as we receive the blood of Jesus, open up the realm of your glory to us. Let us always build up our faith, be strong in faith. We thank you, Father God, to hold to your promises, to possess the land that you've called us to. For we have an assignment that we must be busy about. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. We thank you that you're going to encourage us greatly along the way. Father, let your financial glory touch your people. Let your financial glory invade the checkbooks, the wallets, the purses, the savings accounts, the checkings accounts of your people, the, the, the pockets, the wallets. Yes. Father, let your financial glory invade the lives of your people that gifts blessings be poured into their lives from the storehouses from the treasuries of heaven and father we thank you that you work through people bring it into the lives of your people thank you father god we thank you we receive the blood of jesus now amen praise the lord what is the glory of the Lord? It's, it's his beauty, his majesty, and it's, and it's so varied 
It's so wide. That's why there's so many different types of manifestations of the glory. God's going to make you happy. I don't know what he's going to do to reveal his glory to you, but I know he's going to do something glorious. Get ready. God's going to do it. Father, thank you for your people. Bless them. Show them your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.